Today on the newscast, Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett met with Vladimir Putin today in Russia. What did they discuss and what's next? Find out coming up. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. Today, Friday, October 22nd, is a day we've had circled on our calendars for the past week or so here at the Watchman. Once we found out that Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett would be meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin on this date, and they did indeed meet today uh, in the Russian resort city of Sochi on the Black Sea at Putin's private residence. As a matter of fact, they met for five hours. It was originally supposed to be a three-hour meeting, and Prime Minister Bennett was going to travel in and out onto Russia for the meeting and then back to Israel in time for Shabbat. That was not the case. The meeting was extended, which is usually a good sign, and Shabbat will be spent in Russia by Prime Minister Bennett and his team. He was accompanied by a few of his closest advisors, And by all accounts, on the Israeli side, at least so far, it was a very positive and successful meeting from their perspective. We want to break the meeting down today here on the newscast in the few minutes that we have. The good and the potentially bad news to come out of the meeting. Of course, the backdrop to all of this is increased tensions between Israel and Russia over, number one, Iran and the Iranian nuclear program, and number two, over Israel's strikes against Iranian military assets inside Syria, where obviously Russia has a very big presence right now. And Russia is aligned with these two sworn enemies of Israel. I'm talking about the Iranian regime and the Assad regime in Syria. So all of this as the backdrop when Vladimir Putin invited Bennett about two weeks ago to visit him in Sochi in Russia. Bennett had phoned Putin to wish him a happy 69th birthday, and reportedly that is when Putin extended the invitation to Bennett for a face-to-face meeting, the first meeting between the two men uh, as Bennett is prime minister. They may have met in the past when Bennett served as defense minister or education minister, but in terms of him being prime minister, this was the first official meeting between him and Vladimir Putin. First, the good, which we mentioned, according to Bennett's office, It was a very warm and cordial meeting, and they discussed a variety of topics besides just Syria and Iran, which we'll get into in a minute. Bennett heaped praise on Putin, really. The Russian Red Army fighting the Nazis during World War II, uh, pointing out the fact that there are some one million Russian-speaking immigrants who've settled in Israel over the past few decades. And Bennett basically said that Israel and Russia have a special relationship, and he called Vladimir Putin a true friend of the Jewish people. I'm not so sure about that, to say the least, but uh, the tone of the meeting was warm, and Putin gave Bennett a tour of his residence on the Black Sea after the meeting was over. And they talked again about cooperation on a variety of fronts. Prior to the meeting, as they were doing kind of the photo op prior to the meeting, Putin and Bennett, Putin said, quote, we have many problematic issues to discuss. Uh, To me, that's kind of a red flag. And he was talking, of course, about Iran and Syria. 
But he also added that there were many points of cooperation that he would discuss with Bennett. But on to Iran and Syria. And folks, I'm pretty positive that the bulk of the meeting was spent on these two topics. Here's the bottom line. Uh, Vladimir Putin and the Russian regime want to see that disastrous Iran nuclear deal revived. And Israel says, no way, this deal was a disaster. The problem is not only Russia, but China, the United States, Britain, France, Germany, they all want to see this deal brought back from the dead and revived and basically see the Iranian regime gift wrapped billions of dollars in sanctions relief and just see the Iranian nuclear crisis kicked down the road, the can kicked down the road for a few years until this deal would run out. But that's what Russia wants, and Israel is obviously adamantly opposed to that. Number two, inside Syria. We've talked about this on a frequent basis, of course, here on the newscast over the past several months. Israel carrying out airstrikes against Iranian military assets inside Syria. Again, Iran is hell-bent on establishing a foothold in Syria from which it can launch attacks against Israel. What Iran wants to do is essentially duplicate what it has accomplished in southern Lebanon in the form of Hezbollah. Hey, look, Hezbollah, 150,000 rockets and missiles at least pointed at every inch of Israel, perched on the Israel-Lebanon border. Again, Iran wants to duplicate that situation in Syria. Israel says, no way, we will not allow it. And also, we will not allow you, Iran, to transit advanced precision-guided missiles through Syria into the hands of Hezbollah. Israel says that would be an absolute game-changer, and we can't allow it. Therefore, Israel wisely has been striking Iran inside Syria in really an attempt to push Iran out of that country altogether. Because at the end of the day, folks, why is Iran in Syria? Oh, I forgot. To prop up the Assad regime, their close ally, and to again establish a beachhead from which they can launch attacks against Israel. All of that said, Russia has not been very happy about these Israeli airstrikes in Syria. Remember a few things here. Number one, There are Russian boots on the ground in Syria right now. Russian forces entered in September 2015. They have not left, and they don't plan to leave anytime soon. Russia is closely aligned with the Assad regime. That's a relationship going back to the Cold War and the father of Bashar al-Assad, who had close ties to the Soviet Union. So there's long, long long-term ties there between uh, Russia and Syria. And Russia, of course is aligned, yes, with the Iranian regime. We just had the chiefs of staff of the Russian military and the Iranian military meeting this past week in Tehran and talking about a major new arms deal between Russia and Iran. Now, it is somewhat stunning to me, in a good way, that Russia and Israel have not had more conflict over the past few years over Israel operating inside Syria against Russia's allies. But in recent months, increasingly, Russia has been saying, basically, enough is enough. We are supplying Syria with advanced air defense systems that will stop these Israeli airstrikes. And also, there's the factor of the Biden administration, whereas under President Trump, Russia was maybe more hesitant to act and to cause a big fuss over these Israeli airstrikes. Reportedly, 
When Russian officials Vladimir Putin met with President Biden over the summer, Russia got the impression that the United States under Joe Biden also did not approve of these Israeli airstrikes in Syria. So Russia right now feeling more emboldened and saying, hey, maybe we can take more of a stand and more actively voice our displeasure against Israel, if not actively work against Israel and what Israel's trying to do, again, to defend itself and its borders against Iran and its proxies and allies inside Syria. So there is a coming, it seems there has been a coming collision course. I'm not talking about a military confrontation off the bat between Israel and Russia, of course, but clearly tensions have been increasing. Now, former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu reportedly said recently that the only reason that Israel and Russia had not come into conflict sooner over the Syria situation, over the Iran situation as well, is because of his, Benjamin Netanyahu's, very close relationship with Vladimir Putin. Now, if you remember, Netanyahu was in Moscow frequently meeting face-to-face with Vladimir Putin, and the two leaders really struck up a good rapport. Uh, Putin today praised Netanyahu as well and said he wanted to continue the warm and positive relationship that he had with Bibi, with Naftali Bennett. So Netanyahu believes that his presence was the main reason that Russia and Israel didn't have these tensions that have been developing sooner. That remains to be seen, but clearly at the end of the day, the bottom line, Russia is aligned with Israel's greatest enemies. Folks, there's no other way to say it. I know Naftali Bennett said that Vladimir Putin is a great friend of the Jewish people, But would a real friend align himself with Israel and the Jewish people, their greatest enemies in the form of the Iranian regime, the Assad regime, Hezbollah? That's what's happening in Syria right now. The War of Gog and Magog, the Book of Ezekiel, chapters 38 and 39. We've talked about it so much here. Many believe, many prophecy scholars and prophecy watchers, and we've got many of those watching us here on the newscast every day, believe that Russia will be at the head of this confederation that Ezekiel, God says through Ezekiel, will come against Israel in, quote, the latter days, a confederation including Turkey and Iran as well. Some have said, no, Russia will not be part of this confederation. It's going to be Turkey. But Ezekiel clearly talks about a nation to the uttermost north of Israel. Look on the map, folks. Russia is to the uttermost north of Israel. So we continue to watch those prophetic chess pieces move on the board. By the way, leave here in the comments what you think. Do you think Russia is part of this Gog-Magog war? Is is Turkey that nation to the uttermost north? Are they both in it together? Let me know what you think. Now, I'm very blessed to be able to travel to Israel and do what I do. But what if you can't get to the Holy Land, especially with all the COVID travel restrictions over the past year and a half? Well, our good friends at Artsa deliver a little piece of the Holy Land to your doorstep. Artsa is a unique quarterly subscription box that features products from a different city or region from Israel, all made in Israel by Israeli small businesses. This month features products from Israel's beautiful Judean desert. I love that place. And with the holidays coming up, this is the perfect gift for anyone in your life 
who loves God's land and wants to bless Israel by supporting Israeli small businesses. Just go to artsabox.com and use the discount code WATCHMAN18 to get 18% off your Artsabox subscription. It's a good deal and a great product, and we hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining us here on the Watchman Newscast. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.